1: All right, let's do it. Welcome into Philadelphia Eagles. Now live here on Chat Sports, I'm Chase Senior. No matter where you are or how you're tuned in, as always, we appreciate you for making today's show a part of your day. We're going into NFL Week 6. Philadelphia, one of two teams in the NFL, still unbeaten as they go to MetLife Stadium on Sunday to take on the New York Jets. So with that, there's so much to talk about on our live show here today, and we're so glad that all of you are here with us. Coming up on the docket, it's time to trade Quez Watkins. We're going to talk about that. I'm also gonna to have it. To, uh, I'm also going to explain how the Philadelphia Eagles can fix their biggest weakness. We have some Eagles Jets talk that we're gonna do because there's some major injury news that's impacting Philadelphia this week but also with opponents over the next couple of weeks and then we'll also be doing a mailbag get those questions and those comments in. Use the hashtag EaglesBetterYetSuperChat so that we can get your questions featured right here on the show. It makes producer Chip's job easier. And, of course, me, Chase Sr., I like chopping it up with the Fly Eagles Fly family as well. Let's go, birds. If you're pumped up about this 5-0 start for Philadelphia, 5-0, back-to-back years, for the first time in franchise history, I need everybody right now in the chat to give me an E because you know what that stands for E A G L E S Eagles! Kane Angel, Cole Rains, Ernesto, Daniel, Bird Gang, Jeremy Bellack, my guy, what's good, brother? Bird Gang, Tommy V, Marius Jennings, Earth, Giordano, Lauren Rhodes, Ed Ramos, Tommy V, some black ninja, Tommy V pace in the chat right now. Continue to get those E's in and let people know that Eagles fans always bring it. Now, our live show today wouldn't be possible if it wasn't for game time. If you're looking for last-minute tickets to an Eagles game, to a concert, to a comedy show, any type of sporting event, Phillies playoffs as that NLDS circles back to Citizens Bank Park in Philadelphia. The only app that you should be using is Game Time. Best seats at the lowest price guaranteed. What's cool about the Game Time app is that prices drop as the event gets closer. And what I love about this app is the user interface. You see how much you're paying for the seat that you're getting and the vantage point from that particular seat. And for those of you who want to travel up by 95 to MetLife Stadium, to New Jersey to see the Eagles take on the New York Jets there are still tickets available and I talk about the user interface here for instance if you want to sit section 332 row 21 that's what you're seeing at that price point of $184 and we have a fantastic deal for all of you $20 off if you use the promo code EaglesChat at checkout what's also cool is the map view you can get that bird's-eye view down at the stadium to see where you want to sit. For instance, I'm always a guy who likes to sit in between the 40s because I'm in that halfway part of all of the action that goes on. Some people like to sit in the end zone to get that all-22 look. If you're also looking to go to a game at Lincoln Financial Field, a bunch of games for Philadelphia coming up here and some really formidable opponents. So one more time, it's promo code EaglesChat. If you're looking for Eagles tickets, concerts, comedy shows, that's kind of my jam. Game time, the only app that you should be using. Code EaglesChat at checkout to save $20. We already put that link in the comments. It's also in the description of this video. So on today's live show, we're going to talk about some injury news across the National Football League that impacts Philadelphia as we move forward on this Eagles schedule. And for this game here in week six, Against the New York Jets, that offensive line is really hurting, and it's unfortunate for Jets fans. Obviously, Aaron Rodgers goes out with that torn Achilles four plays into the season with a team that had so much hype because of him, but their offensive line has been so banged up all throughout this year, and it includes... Elijah Tucker, the former first-round pick who got off to a good start as a rookie three years ago. Last year was playing well, got hurt this year, out for the year with a torn Achilles, and he's going to miss the rest of the season because of that. In the last two years, he's been New York's best and most consistent offensive lineman, only played seven games last year because of a torn triceps, only plays a few games this year because of that torn Achilles. So as we're about to talk about coming up here just down the road, the Seagulls defensive line is really starting to click they're starting to take over games and take your will wear you down throughout the course of a 60-minute ball game another opportunity to get after the quarterback in zach wilson given how banged up and bad that jets offensive line is so speaking of that contest we'll be doing a watch party for it right here on eagles now on sunday who you got phi for the eagles nyj for the new york jets get that comment section going And we'll start the official show here in just a few moments for those of you who are getting that notification and starting to pile in here. Robert Wallace is here. Little G Griffith. Some black ninja saying Chase Sr. is a goat. I think you're the goat, my guy. Cool Reigns, PHI. Bird Gang, Eagles, PHI. Earth going with the birds. Ernesto, Reggie Brown also liking Philadelphia. So too is William Murray, Andrew Nathan, and Tony Brock. Coming up on the show as well, We're going to break down how the Eagles can fix their biggest flaw and their biggest weakness. And as part of that, I want to see Brian Johnson do a better job of getting certain players involved in the red zone once the Eagles enter the 20. Because so far, the Eagles are number one in field goal attempts across the NFL, and last year, they were middle of the pack. Why is that? Last year, more explosive offense, more efficient in that red area this year, Nick Sirianni hasn't been as aggressive for whatever reason, even though the Eagles are an analytical team, but also they're failing to convert on some of those money downs. And as part of that conversation, we're going to take a look at some red zone targets here. A.J. Brown this year with five. Dallas Goddard with five, uh, Seven, excuse me, for A.J. Dallas Goddard with five. DeAndre Swift with three. Devontae Smith, two red zone targets this year. So that's going to be a part of our conversation. Alameda Zacchaeus with one, Jack Stoll with one, and Quez Watkins with one. So there are some telling numbers that we're going to comb through that I think is going to allow us to come up with a solution as to how the Eagles can get better in that red area. Of course, we want to hear from you all throughout the day, and there's a couple of ways for you to get involved on the show. Use the hashtag Eagles. Therefore, producer Chip can just go about it in an easier way with all of the comments that come in he filters through them with the one that uses hashtag eagles he can pop those up put them on the screen but if you send in a super chat we're guaranteed to feature all super chats here on the show we made a thousand dollars in super chats on sunday for our watch party we're not going to get to those numbers here on today's show but if you do send in a super chat we'll of course Get those answered first, and you will skip the line. So about to start the official show, we have four segments in the canister ready for you, and we're going to give you the best Eagles talk right here on YouTube. If you're a real one, real one, roll call, then send in a Super Chat donation. It goes a long way in supporting the program here. And if you're pumped up to talk some Eagles and you're ready to talk some birds, I want you to hit that thumbs-up icon and like the video. Lion Fighter getting us started with the $5 Super Chat. What's popping, fan? I like the Eagles over the Jets, but I don't think it'll be a blowout. Lion Fighter coming up here in a bit. I'm going to explain why this could be a close game, because this New York Jets defense is legit legit. They have some dogs on that side of the ball, and I know that Robert Sala hasn't won a lot of games as the head coach. For New York, I think that's more of a byproduct of bad quarterback play, especially last year when they ended the 2022 campaign on that losing streak. But this will serve as a difficult defensive test for the Eagles. And if the Eagles go up to MetLife, familiar territory, they play the Giants, right? They are every year, and they thrash the Jets, and they put up a lot of points. That is going to be an impressive showing for an Eagles offense that has gotten better every week this year. Okay, if you're ready to talk some Eagles, we're calling all Eagles fans here. I want you to hit that thumbs-up icon and like the video. Appreciate LFX for that $5 super chat. We have 100 people watching live, 35 likes right now. Who's ready to talk some E-A-G-L-E-S Eagles? If that's the case, make sure you like the video because we have an absolutely sensational show on the docket here today. I see a lot of real ones in the chat. Kahari King. Bird Gang Eagles, Tommy Curzio, Peter Thurman, Kane Angel, Earth, Hassan Collins, all hanging out. And as more people come in here, make sure you like the video as well, because the more likes that we get, the more people who hang out, the better that the show will be. So without further ado, four segments coming your way on our live program today, and it all begins right now. Coming up on today's Philadelphia Eagles now, I'm going to explain why it is time for Philadelphia to either bench Quez Watkins or to outright trade him. Also, we're going to go through how the Philadelphia Eagles can fix their biggest weakness that's been holding this offense back through five games this year. First, though, a roster move that Philadelphia made on Tuesday afternoon, and this now brings up an interesting conversation here. Nicobe Dean just had his 21-day practice window open. So that means that he is able to come off IR and play for Philadelphia on Sunday against the New York Jets. The only issue, there's a couple of questions that I have with this. How much is he going to play? How soon can he play coming off that injury? But what do you do at that linebacker spot? Because I honestly think that Nicholas Morrow and Zach Cunningham have been playing really, really good football. And the Seagulls defense at times has found its stride with those two players as their off-ball linebackers. Week one against the New England Patriots, Nicobe Dean was playing really well. In particular, he was succeeding against the run. So I want to see what Sean Desai does here with that off-ball linebacker rotation because I think all three players are playable. All three players are useful for your defense, but how do you split those snaps up, especially wanting to give a younger player in Nicobe Dean a lot of reps and snaps to see what he can do because the potential is certainly there. From that roster move for Philadelphia to a conversation that I've been wanting to have for a little while, and it actually came to the forefront especially during that game on Sunday against the Los Angeles Rams. Ladies and gentlemen, I think it's time that the Eagles have to either trade Quez Watkins or bench him in favor of Olamide Zacchaeus. And he is really grabbing the storylines across Philadelphia right now and taking some heat after this play in the second quarter of that win against the Rams. It's third and two. He catches the quick bubble scream All you have to do is run straight here. You have blocks set up by A.J. Brown and Devontae Smith. And somehow, Quez Watkins, who Nick Sirianni continues to talk about as being the fastest player on this team, can't pick up two yards and get vertical upfield When he has the blocks here, instead, he comes down this direction toward the sideline. He's stopped, and the Eagles have to punt the rock away or go for the field goal at this point, excuse me, to take a 10-7 lead. Unacceptable that you can't pick up the first down here, but Quez Watkins' play for a little while, to me, has been unacceptable. We want to keep talking about the fact that he has all this speed. When is that speed going to translate to actual production? Because this guy continues to have head-scratching moments as a Philadelphia Eagle the talent is there he's a training camp and preseason star when he's able to run by opposing defensive backs but when it comes time for the actual games when they matter he's nowhere to be seen now here's what Nick Sirianni had to say about the Eagles number three number four wide receiver at this point what is unknown about Quez Watkins what can't ever show up on a stat sheet with Quez is his ability to stretch the field his speed is real and so there's a lot of things that happen where maybe it's a slant that A.J. Brown catches, where Quez clears the middle to make it a cleaner throw. So Quez's speed brings a real factor. But here's my issue with that. And I kind of alluded to that point moments ago. We keep talking about the speed. And we know that Quez Watkins is fast. We've seen it in moments. But those moments in his Eagles tenure have not been consistent. Because at what point is that speed going to actually turn into production that benefits this offense. Nick Sirianni could talk about him running across her, which opens up A.J. Brown cutting across the middle at that second or third level of the field. And don't get it twisted. I know that the speed element is important for any offense in the National Football League. The vertical speed opens up the field underneath for Devonte Smith, A.J. Brown, and Dallas Goddard. And it gives you more versatile play-calling options for sure. But I don't think that Quez being on the field benefits this offense. So I'm calling cap on Nick Sirianni because when I go back and watch the tape, I'm not seeing a lot of the same things that Sirianni is. In fact, I'm seeing a player who at points is costing this team. And I think the Eagles' offense through the air had been playing better when Quez was out and Olamide Zacchaeus was in. I think that Zacchaeus is the more refined wide receiver who's more impactful. And I know he doesn't have the 40-yard dash time of Quez, but he does bring a speed element to this offense. Here's also what Brian Johnson said, and this kind of drives me crazy over time. Quez Watkins is obviously one of the fastest guys in the NFL. Yeah, well, Jamarcus Russell had one of the strongest arms in the history of the NFL. It didn't mean that he was a good quarterback. Just because you're strong or fast doesn't mean you're a good football player, and I question whether or not Quez Watkins is a good football player. You drafted him late, so you weren't expecting much of him, but he gets so much time as if the Philadelphia Eagles are expecting things from him. Rookie year, seven catches, 106. Okay, year two takes that little bit of a leap, 43 catches, 647 yards. At that time, Devontae Smith was the Eagles' number one wide receiver. Quez Watkins, unfortunately, was probably slotted in as a number two wideout. So when you bring in A.J. Brown, the numbers are going to go down. But the eye test is what continues to disappoint me about Quez Watkins. And if there's a team out there looking for a fast wide receiver, maybe the Eagles could get some good draft compensation back or some good player capital. You look at his numbers this year, piggybacking off of what he did the previous three years. Only four catches in three games, 21 yards, zero touchdowns, 5.3 yards per catch. Sirianni talks about a crosser opening up a lane for A.J. Brown to catch the football. Okay, we could talk about that, right? But Alameda Zacchaeus has gotten less time and he's done more with those snaps than Quez. So with that, we pop up our poll question for today's show. Who should play more for Philadelphia here? Is it Alamede Zacchaeus type Oz, is it Quez Watkins type QW? Let me know down below in the comment section. Coming up next here on the show, we're going to break down how the Philadelphia Eagles can fix their biggest weakness. Stay tuned for that, especially if you're a real one. But first, if you're a real one, you'll use the GameTime app because it's the only app that you should be using if you're looking for last-minute tickets. And as the event comes closer, that's when prices drop on the GameTime app. This is the only app that I use because I get to see where I'm sitting for the price point of where I'll be sitting at a particular stadium. But I also have used Game Time for comedy shows and concerts. The prices drop as the event gets closer, allowing you to save some money. And you're guaranteed to get the lowest price using the Game Time app. You'll also be able to save money if you use the promo code EaglesChat. You get $20 off. All of this information is available down in the comments section. And in the description of this video, Eagles games coming up at Lincoln Financial Field, but also a road game. Have you ever been a part of a road takeover? It's a pretty special environment. Eagles Jets at MetLife. I know there's going to be a lot of Jets fans there. Might be a lot of Eagles fans there, too, because they travel better than any NFL franchise. Tickets still available for that game if you want to make it another home away from home game For Philadelphia here, one more time. That's the promo code EaglesChat to get $20 off your purchase. We'll put that link down below in the comment section and in the description of this video. It's Game Time, the only app that you should be using to purchase last-minute tickets. So on today's show, we talked about Quez Watkins. Now I want to round out with this. We're going to find solutions here as to how the Eagles can fix their biggest weakness. What is that big weakness? scoring touchdowns in the red zone because this year, Philadelphia has not been the same efficient red zone team in converting red zone trips into seven as compared to what they did in 2022. And there are a couple of players who are to blame. There are play designs and play calls to blame on Nick Sirianni and Brian Johnson and a couple of systematic things that I think the Eagles can change here. Let's first focus in on Kenneth Gainwell. When the Eagles have used him in the red zone, this is a team that struggles to punch it in to the house. When Kenny Gainwell gets a touch, so far this year, there have been six meaningful opportunities when he gets a touch inside the red zone. Those trips have resulted in a field goal, a touchdown, a turnover on downs, field goal, end of the game, field goal, field goal, end of the game. That is one of six on those meaningful trips for Kenneth Gainwell when he's this team's running back in the red area. As for DeAndre Swift, the Eagles a lot more successful when they give the football to agent zero inside the 20-yard line because the red zone drives when DeAndre Swift gets a touch. Field goal. Touchdown. 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 Field goal. Field goal. You don't even have to hear the numbers. You don't even have to see the numbers to know that when DeAndre Swift is the marquee running back for this team, whether it's in between the 20s or inside the 20, he makes this offense better and he looks like the number one back on this team. As for red zone targets now, let's break those numbers down. Quez Watkins, Alamade Zacchaeus, and Jack Stoll have had a total of three red zone targets this year through five games for Philadelphia. This is an issue here. Devontae Smith only has two red zone targets. More on that in a moment. Red zone targets as a team for the Eagles. Brian Johnson just does needs to do a little bit of a better job in dispersing the football and getting his playmakers the rock in some of these critical situations. I have no issue with A.J. Brown getting red, uh, seven red zone targets because he's the top five wide receiver in the NFL. Dallas Goddard, not a bad number at five. Has one touchdown. It came against Los Angeles. Jalen Hurts able to fit that football into a tight window right on that back shoulder where only Goddard could get it. I wouldn't mind seeing more red zone targets for Dallas Goddard. A.J. Brown Goddard. Two big-bodied receivers here who can go up and get it, muscle their way through some arm tackles to get it into the end zone. DeAndre Swift. We just talked about how when he's on the field, how efficient this Eagles offense is in the red zone? Three red zone targets? I don't like that. Devontae Smith only has two with one touchdown, and then Alameda Zacchaeus has one, Jack Stoll has one, Quez Watkins has one. So you're telling me that Devontae Smith has one more red zone target as compared to players like Jack Stoll and Quez Watkins? Ryan Johnson, I hope you're watching the show because you need to continue to evolve and get a little bit better in your play calling, and where the football is going to. So what's the solution with all of this? Really, it sounds simple, and I hope that the Eagles approach it in a very simplified way. Nick Sirianni did say, it comes down to execution, it comes down to play calling, it comes down to us as coaches being better, but here's a solution in my eyes. Find a way to get your playmakers the football, and do it creatively. Whether it's a jet sweep, whether it's a bubble screen, whether it's a corner fade, Find ways creatively, play design, and systematically to just get the ball in the hands of your best playmakers. You're doing it right now with A.J. Brown. You can do it a little bit more with Devontae Smith. You can do it a little bit more with DeAndre Swift. Like, you just find a way. How about a shovel pass? How many times did we see that back in the day for Andy Reid? An end around, a reverse, a trick play. There are a bunch of different iterations to doing this. I just want to see Swift and Devontae Smith use more because they are special players. And as far as Dallas Goddard goes, you saw that he's able to give this team a different element when he's involved in the pass game. Every single week, one player is going to be bottled up by the defense. Because the Eagles right now have so many talented options on the offensive side of the ball. And when teams are game planning, they're going to try to take options away. But Goddard is a player who can pick up yards after the catch, who can go up and get it, who can break through some tackles right around the goal line on an out route. I want to see him continue to unlock this offense too. Because those red zone trips that were field goals that can eventually turn into touchdowns ideally just allows you to pull away from opponents. Get that point margin up, and it allows you to win games and not have to have these games come down to the wire, which seemingly every week it's been a down-to-the-wire game for Philadelphia here. The football season, I understand this, is a feeling-out process, and I like the Eagles' identity so far this year. Every game, they've won it pretty much in a different way, and it seems as though they're not peaking right now, which is good, but every single week they're making small incremental steps and improvements. I can only imagine what this team can look like, feel like, and play like if they start to put all of these elements together. It's scary hours for the rest of the NFL if it does indeed come together, and those are some solutions for how to do that. With that, I ask you this. How many points will the Eagles score against the New York Jets on Sunday? This is a really good defense, but can the offense continue to take strides? Let me know down in the comment section, and as always, Thanks for watching the show. One segment down, three to go live here on Eagles. Now, if you're just joining us, make sure you don't go anywhere because we're giving you the most interactive, informative, and insightful Eagles talk right here on YouTube today. We have 200 people watching live right now. We're 39 likes away from 100. It should be easy money to pick up 100 likes before our next segment if you love the program here show us some love support the show and make sure you hit that thumbs up icon and like the video we also are going to round out our live coverage today with a mailbag we're going to open up the floor take all of your questions couple of ways for you to get involved use the hashtag eagles better yet super chat to ask us anything we're up to 69 likes right now very nice 31 away from our desired number of 100. Continue to like the video here. And how about Paul? One of our Super Chat MVPs with a $10 Super Chat. How about them Eagles? 5-0. Should we trade Quez and Barnett for some draft picks or get slightly better players to help at safety and wide receiver? Or do you have a better idea? I think Quez Watkins could be a trade piece for Philadelphia to stack up on a position elsewhere because I frankly think that Alameda Zacchaeus is a little bit better. Derek Barnett is getting some run for this Eagles team right now. He has become kind of like a situational pass rusher for Philadelphia, but you could trade him away for some decent draft capital. I don't think those are bad options at all, Paul. I appreciate that question, and we'll include that super chat in our mailbag coming up a little bit later so that we can expand a little bit further on it. By the way, if anybody sends in a $100 super chat, speaking of Paul, he's been a guy who has been prone to doing that, I'll shotgun a beer right here on the show if we get a $100 super chat. And if you do that, you're, of course, a real one. All right, we're going to get into our second segment. We have 214 people watching live. We're 21 likes away from 100. You see what Jeff Clark is saying in the chat. He's supporting the show by liking the video. You should do that as well. As for what we're getting into next, because really, we're getting the wheels turning. We're only getting started. Some major injury news across the NFL that impacts the Philadelphia Eagles over the next few weeks. This is Philadelphia Eagles now by Chat Sports. I'm Chase Sr. No matter where you are, how you're tuned in, we appreciate you for making today's show a part of your day. As for what we're talking about on today's show, some major injury news across the National Football League, which impacts Philadelphia over the next couple of weeks. Stay tuned to find out how that exactly happened. First though, fly Eagles, fly, go birds. Let's continue to grow the Eagles. Now, Empire, we are on the road to 57,000 subscribers. We're a little less than 400 people away from that number. If you want insightful, interactive, informative Eagles content every single day with bold opinions and analysis, this is your go-to spot. Hit that sub button right now. Let's start off with the latest On Elijah Vera Tucker, the Jets starting right tackle. Going to miss the rest of the season with a torn Achilles. This is a massive blow for New York, considering the player that he is. But all of the injuries that have happened along that offensive line for New York. And for Elijah Vera Tucker as a player... The last two years, they've been cut short due to injury, and it's been unfortunate for a player who I really like coming out of USC as the Jets drafted him in the first round. He's been the Jets' most consistent offensive lineman. Unfortunately for him, though, he's been consistently injured. Played seven games last year because of a torn triceps, and this year his campaign cut short because of that torn Achilles. And when you think about this matchup, Jets offensive line against the Eagles defensive line on Sunday. This is a massive matchup to watch. Elijah Vera Tucker ranked 22nd of 64 offensive tackles according to Pro Football Focus. The Jets already have given up the 8th most sacks in the NFL. Part of that, bad offensive line play. The other part of that, Zach Wilson being unsure of himself. But the last couple of weeks, he's played a lot better against the Kansas city chiefs in prime time. And then last week against the Denver Broncos, but this is a jets offensive line. That's already been plastered with injuries. And now Max Mitchell going to be thrust into action at right tackle. He's given up 15 pressures and 251 pass blocking snaps in his career. That is not good production for him, holding it down on that right side of the line of scrimmage. So, This is a great opportunity for the Philadelphia Eagles defense, specifically the Eagles defensive line, to eat up and to have another sack party. And Nick Sirianni even said it himself. Sacks come in bunches. And we've seen that in spurts, especially the last couple of weeks for Philadelphia. Hassan Reddick getting two against the Rams. Jalen Carter getting two against the Rams. Last year in 2022, the Eagles able to stack up 70 sacks as a team, 15 more than any other team across the NFL because they would just overwhelm the opponent throughout the course of a football game. And that's how you can suffocate the New York Jets on Sunday. You look at the Jets offensive line depth chart. These are the projected starters going into this game on Sunday. You give the clear edge to Philadelphia and hopefully you get Fletcher Cox back. Shout out to Milton Williams for playing really well. Moro Ajomo Jomo made his NFL debut. Jordan Davis, Jalen Carter, really good. So on the interior of this Eagles defensive line, going up against Lakin Tomlinson, big ticket free agency signing a couple of years ago for New York, who has not panned out, the former San Francisco 49er. You have Connor McGovern, who's susceptible to getting beat, and then Joe Tittman. The Eagles' interior defensive line should be able to win those matchups. And then outside on the perimeter, Hassan Reddick, Brandon Graham, Josh Sweat, Derek Barnett, they're going to have ample opportunities, in my opinion, with their talent, with the Eagles' scheme, combined with the Jets' scheme to get after Zach Wilson. And when that happens, that can lead to a lot of turnovers. Eagles sack leaders through five weeks. Are these numbers going to change? following Sunday's game I have a good feeling they will Jalen Carter leading the way as a rookie with three and a half sacks that's the most sacks among all rookie defensive linemen this year Hassan Reddick has three after that two sack performance against the Rams it was great to see him get going Nicholas Morrow has three by the way Very curious to see how the linebacker rotation is going to play out on Sunday if N'Kobe Dean can play because his practice window is open this week. I think that Morrow and Zach Cunningham have been really good for this team. And then Josh Wett with 2.5, Jordan Davis with 1.5. Bold prediction. How about all these players outside of Nicholas Morrow pick up a sack on Sunday against New York? I like being bold because he can't be scared in this life. So who you got on Sunday at MetLife? Short trip for Philadelphia, obviously. Going to the same stadium that the Giants play in. PHI for the Eagles, NYJ for the New York Jets. And let's just hope and pray that the most awful turf surface in the NFL doesn't cost the Eagles on the injury front. That's one key for this game, to escape it being healthy. My other keys to the game for Philadelphia to push that record to 6 0 you got to dominate the Jets' offensive line for the reasons that I talked about. Credit to Zach Wilson. He has improved the last couple of weeks. Should have gotten a win if it wasn't for another phantom penalty against the Jets' defense. Very similar to that James Bradbury hold against the Chiefs in the Super Bowl. It seems as though anytime the refs and the NFL can gift wrap a game for Kansas City, they're going to do it. But Wilson has improved. Still a little bit shaky, especially when he's been pressured, but he has arm strength to really complete any throw. Just not the same player and quarterback, though, when he gets a little bit uncomfortable, when the pocket gets muddied up. For the Eagles, you have to find a way to finish in the red zone. We've talked about this ad nauseum all year. We've talked about it this week in particular. I want to see more touches in the red area for Devontae Smith, as well as DeAndre Swift. Swift should be the Eagles every down back in the red zone because every time he's been on the field, outside a couple of drives, it's resulted in a touchdown. The New York Jets do have a top-tier defense. We have to be understanding of that. There are dogs at all three levels, defensive line, at linebacker, and in that secondary. So the Eagles can't expect to just waltz into MetLife and walk over this team. It's not the same New York Jets. They have legitimate talent. If Aaron Rodgers did not get injured, I think that they'd be a player in the AFC East, maybe in the AFC Conference as a whole, because they're a talented bunch. You get sloppy with the Rock and you turn it over, that's a recipe for disaster. That's a recipe for the Eagles to fall victim to their first loss. And then, lastly, could this be a big game for Devontae Smith? A.J. Brown has three consecutive games of at least 100-plus yards. He's going to be matched up, you would imagine, against Sauce Gardner. So Devontae Smith could have some opportunities to make some big plays in the pass game, and he's due for a breakout, just like Dallas Goddard was last week against the Rams. More to get to on today's show, because there's injury news across the NFL impacting this Eagles schedule. But first, today's Eagles now is sponsored by Game Time Best Seats, lowest price guaranteed why I also love this app the prices drop as the event gets closer and you're guaranteed to get the lowest price if you use game time it's the only app that I use for a couple of reasons great interface easy to use but you're also able to save money with our promo code Eagles chat you get $20 off your first purchase and you look at the Eagles taking on the New York Jets at MetLife Stadium there are tickets available for this game so last minute Prices dropping, you want to go to this game against the Jets, you can go. And the prices are pretty affordable. Why I also love this app, you can see what you'll be seeing from your seats and obviously the price point there. The map view is really nice because you can pick specifically where you want to sit inside any given stadium. And if you're looking for some Eagles home game tickets as well, a couple of really good home games coming up. Dolphins in a couple of weeks. You have the Cowboys in a few weeks as well. Hop on the game time train. I promise you, you will not be disappointed. And you get to save some money by using our promo code, EaglesChat. I get to save money, Chase, just using that promo code for some tickets? Yes. We're going to put that link in the comment section as well as in the description of this video. And you don't only have to use game time for Eagles tickets. You can go to comedy shows, music shows, that, and a whole lot more. Let's continue to move forward on the injury front across the NFL and how it directly correlates to Philadelphia here. Tom Pellicero on Tuesday reporting that Devon Achamp, the star-studded rookie running back out of Texas A&M, who's been a revelation for the Dolphins this year as a mid-round pick, likely to miss multiple weeks with a knee injury that he suffered on Sunday against the New York Giants. It is not season-ending, but the team is continuing to gather information and evaluate the next steps. He is lightning quick. We're talking 4-3, 40-yard dash type of player. And because of that, coupled with the Dolphins scheme and system, led by Mike McDaniel, Kyle Shanahan, protege, they're very, very creative with pre-snap motion and in the run game. And A-chan has been a big reason for that. And because of that, as a rookie, in a month and change, he's put up some really, really impressive numbers. These numbers are not a lie. Okay, he has 460 rushing yards. That's not abnormal in five games. What is? He has 460 rushing yards on 38 carries. That is good for 12.1 yards per pop to go along with five touchdowns. So if the Eagles avoid a player like this, they don't have to take on the home run threat that is 8chan. Also to note, Adam Schefter adding that 8chan will get another opinion on the injury and that will determine whether or not he goes on IR. So if he goes on IR, definitely not going to play against Philadelphia. If he does not go on IR, then there's a chance he could play against the Eagles here coming up very quickly. From the Dolphins to inside this division, Commander's injury news and Cowboy's injury news to round out the show. For Washington, special teams ace Jeremy Reeves suffered a partially torn ACL. The first team All-Pro special teamer who also had Pro Bowl honors last year, could miss the rest of the year. He was a former Eagles UDFA signing. And then with the team that the Eagles figured to be competing against inside the NFC East, the Dallas Cowboys, who got crushed, annihilated, throttled, embarrassed by the San Francisco 49ers on Sunday Night Football by a final score of 42-10. to 10. There are reports that the Cowboys will place linebacker Leighton Van Esch on IR. He suffered a neck injury against San Francisco in that blowout loss. He's had neck injuries throughout his career, so that's not ideal. He currently ranks second in tackles for the Dallas Cowboys. Also, Kevontae Turpin going to be out four to six weeks. Really dynamic return man for that special teams unit, but against the Niners, he caught the only touchdown that the Cowboys put on the board Nice throw from Dak Prescott, but a nice little like Willie Mays type of adjustment midair to catch that ball. He has a high ankle sprain. And then special teams ace C.J. Goodwin could be out for the year as well. As we look ahead, the Philadelphia Eagles going to play the Dallas Cowboys on November 5th. So some news there with the Cowboys as well as the Washington Commanders. I want you to have fun with this question here. The team that you hate the most in the nfc east is it dallas is it new york is it washington i want to see where you're at here i'm going dallas new york washington in that order you let me know for yourself down below and what do you know paul with a 100 dollar super chat e a g continues to be a legend here on the show. Sending in the 100. And why is it uh I'm seeing some animation here. He's not a first-time super chatter, but there's some type of animation there, Chip. You see that? He's got a little 20. A little 20? Is that uh, is that his 20th super chat maybe?
0: Maybe I've never seen that. Before. I've never
1: seen that either. But Paul! Paul 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 Paul, 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 Paul. Paul. Paul, oh, that is. is legendary stuff right there. It's his
0: twentieth super chat. Yeah, let's let's celebrate their twentieth twentieth super. Never seen Very that before. Very cool. But yeah, All right, twentieth super.
1: So I have to shotgun a beer for Paul. I'm gonna send in a message to the Chat Sports team here to have somebody bring that in, and we'll do that for Paul.
0: Let's go, nice. Paul. And hey, you know what? You know why not get a little another one hundred. What are you doing yeah. for another one hundred? I'll, I'll beer bong if we get. So we're at 115 now. If we get to 200, I'll do a beer bong. So we're 85 away, and I will do a beer bong.
1: All right. Beer bong for Chip. Paul. If we get to $200 in super chats. We're at 115 right now as Paul, him and Elijah Stovall becoming the super chat MVPs here on the channel. You have to, of course, throw in, you know, uh, Oh, thank you. I'll take that. Hands team. We got it. Uh, You have to add in flipping the bird 85 as one of those super chat MVPs as well. But Paul, thank you for that. Lion fighter, always peppering in some supers. You're all real ones for sure. All right, Paul, this one's for you. Let's
0: go, Paul.
1: Paul, easy money. He's just like, hey, cheers. Right after I said it. To
0: yeah, he heard you said, 100 for, 100 for a 100 shotgun? 100 for a shotgun? Let's Easy. go.
1: Here you go, Paul.
0: Chug. 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 Woo! Didn't even need a ah. tool this time, huh?
1: No tool. No tool. And no tools allowed in the chat. Uh-uh. 61 Kennedy. Cheers, bro. Hey, it's going up on a Tuesday. You got to live life at one speed. that's just what it is so one more segment and then we'll do a mailbag but as we look ahead use hashtag equals or super chat to ask us anything by the way paul i did get your email and we will be sending you your super chat mvp item from what was that two watch parties ago we got you on that All right, so coming up next, some burning questions surrounding the Philadelphia Eagles going into week six. I can't believe we're already about six weeks into the regular season. It's crazy. Paul, you're the man, bro. We appreciate you, man. I see you in the chat. Uh, 61 Kennedy, lighten up a dab rig, high pass into the end zone for the chat. It's Liddy Boys. That sounds like a hell of a day. Sounds like a hell of a day, 61 Kennedy. Have some fun, man. Have some fun. All right, next up, burning questions for the Eagles going into week six. And then we'll do our mailbag after that. So make producer Chip's job a lot easier. Get those questions in right now using hashtag Eagles or Super Chat. Bird Gang Tommy V said, weed bong. We can't do a weed bong here on the show. I don't think that YouTube would like that. It would be fun, and it would be funny, but YouTube would not like that. And we wouldn't be in good standing with our folks at YouTube. So we want to avoid that. But A shotgun? We can do it. All right, burning questions coming up next. Let's get to it. Philadelphia Eagles going to hit the road to take on the New York Jets in week six. And going into this game at MetLife Stadium, I have some burning questions and some pressing questions hovering around this organization right now as they are 5-0. One of two teams in the NFL still undefeated a month and change into the regular season. First, though, make sure you join us for our watch party. Subscribe to the channel. Turn on your notifications. Therefore, when we go live or anytime we push out a show, you'll be notified. Eagles, Jets, our pregame show starts right before kickoff at 4 o'clock Eastern. You don't want to miss it. Can't wait to see you. Let's start off with this as far as as my burning questions go. Is Jalen Carter the defensive rookie of the year in the National Football League? I think right now he's unquestionably the leader to win that award. He's been having a great rookie campaign up to this point. He leads all defensive tackles in the NFL, not just rookie defensive tackles, in quarterback pressures with 25. That is one more than Aaron Donald and his playing style. Physicality, athleticism really does replicate an Aaron Donald type of player. I still can't believe that the Eagles were able to get him at number nine as he fell in the lap of Howie Roseman. More in-depth numbers for Jalen Carter here. It's crazy what he's been doing throughout the first five games of the season. The first Eagles rookie defensive tackle since Corey Simon to have two sacks in a game. The most sacks, by the way, for a rookie defensive tackle in franchise history – Nine by Corey Simon after he was drafted by the Birds in the early 2000s. Jalen Carter also leads the Eagles in sacks with three and a half. And he has four tackles for loss and four quarterback hits on top of all of the pressures that he's accumulated as he consistently is able to punish opposing offensive linemen and collapse the pocket by himself, even though he's demanding double teams and playing less than 50% of the snaps. It is absolutely historic what Jalen Carter is doing right now. Nick Sirianni understands that he has a very good player on this roster who has a boatload of potential. First of all, phenomenal player, Sirianni said, who works really hard to continue to get better, and that's been a phenomenal player through the first five weeks, right? And so he's just got to keep doing it. We saw that he was phenomenal in college, and he's had a great first five weeks. We have high hopes for Jalen Carter. I have high hopes for Jalen Carter. Our boy losing hope during our last watch party. He was the winner of our Eagles jersey. He wants a Jalen Carter jersey. I'm closing in on maybe trying to secure one as well. And if you think that he's the defensive rookie of the year, I want you to hit that thumbs up icon and like the video. Next burning question. Is A.J. Brown a top five wide receiver? In my estimation, in my eyes, he was last year. And this year, he's been even better his second year with Jalen Hurts, as their continuity continues to be on display. Last three weeks for AJ, he's gone off for a buck 30, 175 and 127. It's the best stretch for an Eagles wide receiver in 71 years over a three game span. Most receiving yards in 71 years over three games for AJ Brown. He's been the 10th fastest player to surpass 5,000 receiving yards. So already he's making history in that regard and he's fourth in the NFL in receiving yards right now at less than 1,500. I've always said this about A.J. Brown. He's the closest thing the Eagles have had to Terrell Owens at wide receiver since T.O. Big-bodied wide receiver whose size doesn't take away from his speed because he has that getaway speed. He has the stop-and-start ability. He can make you miss but he's so physically dominant as well. Either running you over or coming down with those 50-50 balls. What he's doing this year on top of last year, really, really unique and special Special dog. Next up, should the Eagles trade for a cornerback or a safety? That's the most pressing need or needs for this Eagles team going into week six. I love Reed Blankenship. I think he's an awesome player. And I think that he's a franchise building block for this team. And the fact that he's a UDFA, you're barely paying him anything to start his contract and over the next couple of years. The other safety spot is a concern. And then with Avante Maddox being out, the Eagles have had to shuffle around who plays slot nickel corner. Bradley Roby played well, but because he played well and the Eagles struggled when James Bradbury was in the slot, I think Bradbury has to go to the outside. So the Eagles could be forced to make a move at corner. They could be forced to make a move at safety. And right now, there are five trade targets that I want to hone in on on today's show here who I think could be notable and appealing for Philadelphia. And all of these teams here, Broncos, Cardinals, and Giants, figured to sell because, let's be honest, they're not good. Patrick Sertan is the eye candy, one of the top cornerbacks in the NFL. Darius Slay thinks that he's the top corner in the NFL, young player, cost-controlled asset, who is a game changer on the outside with good anticipatory skills, length, height, is just a stud at that corner spot. We've talked a lot about Buda Baker. I love his versatility. He can play in the box, deep safety, slot corner. You can send him in on some blitz packages. I think that Sean Desai would be able to get really creative with him. Adoree Jackson, Xavier McKinney, if you want to make an in-division trade with your NFC East rival in the New York Giants, corner for Adoree Jackson, safety for Xavier McKinney. If they look to sell, not really a point in having those players on the team who are making a lot of money and on expiring contracts. I also want to spend a few moments talking about Justin Simmons here. I was talking to Matthew Peterson host of our Broncos channel here at chat sports. And we were going through some players who the Eagles could target at safety and corner. When I was putting together that list, he mentioned Justin Simmons and I looked at him and I'm like, he sounds like a Philadelphia Eagle. He almost said the same exact thing to me when he uttered the words, Justin Simmons, he's like, he's an Eagle and he feels like an Eagle. You think about the pedigree that he has, the player that he is And the prototype that the Eagles look for in a safety, on top of him being a good character player, he feels like a Philadelphia Eagle. Some background information on him you make a deal for him, and the Broncos signed him to a kind of lofty extension a couple of years ago. He's 29 years old, 2016 third round pick, a three time second team All Pro. All of those honors coming in the previous three seasons 2022, 2021, and 2020. Last year, he was the Interceptions co-leader with C.J. Gardner-Johnson and lastly, a Broncos team captain. He's been okay with Denver this year, but that defense has been putrid. You put him on this defense alongside Reed Blankenship with this defensive line, my goodness, he could be even better for this team and be a seamless locker room cultural fit. More to get to here on the show because I have plenty more burning questions because the think tank is always going on inside my brain. First, though, I want to challenge you in the comment section. Name this eagle. Who is it? Drop those names down below in the comment section. We'll reveal who this eagle is later on on today's show. First, though, today's Eagles now is sponsored by Zbiotics. You can get 15% off when you use the promo code CHATSPORTS. We're going to put that link, which is zbiotics.com slash chatsports in the comment section, as well as in the description of this video. I got to be honest, when we do some of these watch parties, I don't always bounce back well the next day. Well, that is until I found Zbiotics. What is it? A pre-alcohol probiotic, and it's the world's first genetically engineered probiotic. It was invented by PhD scientists to tackle rough mornings after drinking, and here's how it works. When you drink, alcohol gets converted into a toxic byproduct in the gut. It's this byproduct and not dehydration that's to blame for your rough next day. How about the science behind a hangover? It's crazy. z produces an enzyme to break that byproduct down, and it's designed to work like your liver, but in your gut, where you need it the most. So drink z Before drinking alcohol, drink responsibly and get a good night's sleep to feel your best tomorrow. This Halloween, you can pair your candy and cocktails with Z-Biotics to avoid a spooky next morning. Head to zbiotics.com slash chatsports. Scan the QR code on the screen right now to get that 15% off deal. That's zbiotics.com slash chatsports. Use the code chatsports at checkout For 15% off, thank you to ZBiotics for sponsoring today's show. Once again, all of that information down below in the comment section. Next burning question. In the history of the Philadelphia Eagles, are the Eagles the most talented right now at the skill position spots? Running back, wide receiver, quarterback, and tight end. The Eagles are loaded with offensive talent. And there are two players who have really added a lot to this Eagles offense to start this year who can kind of compare if you want to debate if this Eagles offense is as scary and as talented as an offense from a few years ago. More on that in a moment. Scrimmage yards through five games this year. DeAndre Swift with 509. Now that number is pretty wild because he only had two touches. In week one against the New England Patriots, A.J. Brown, the last three weeks, he's been over 100 receiving yards, 541 receiving yards. It's the first time that two Eagles have had this amount of scrimmage yards since 2013. We throw it back about 10 years ago to Deshaun Jackson when he had 525 yards through five games and Lashawn McCoy had 700 scrimmage yards In the first five games back in 2013. Those offenses were fun. And F Chip Chip Kelly for sending those pieces away for basically nothing. And ruining what was a star-studded Eagles offense. So to answer that question. This might be one of the most talented Eagles offenses ever. Speaking of the talent. On the offensive side of the ball for Philadelphia. Can we see more Dallas Goddard? I hope so. I think that he can really help out the red zone woes. For Philadelphia, he's just a big target inside the 20 who can either come down with that 50-50 ball and body up some smaller defensive backs. Or you give it to him short of the goal line, he can pick up some yards after the catch. The Eagles got got going against the Los Angeles Rams. Breakout game for him. And I thought that he unlocked a different dimension to this Eagles offense. And that's a big reason why this Eagles offense is so scary. Because every single week they're hitting you with a different player. Nine targets against the Rams. Eight catches, a buck 17 and a touchdown. And his girlfriend's clip went viral of her going nuts after he scored that touchdown. Next burning question. Chase, is Britton Covey really legit? Yes, he is. He is. After a slow start to his NFL career in which he looks small, he's been one of the best punt returners since about week 12, week 13 of last year. Go off, Covey, with a 52-yard return against the Bucks, a 20-yarder against Washington, and another 20-yarder against the Rams on Sunday. Bryn Covey became the first eagle with a punt return of 20 yards or more. In three straight games since Darren Sproles in 2014, Sproles had an 82-yarder in San Francisco, a 23-yarder against the Rams, a 43-yarder against the Giants, and Covey now leads the NFL with a 16.9 yards per punt return average on a minimum of 10 returns. So the numbers back up the fact that, yes, Burton Covey is legit. Next up are the Eagles actually Super Bowl contenders or is their 5-0 start to the season misleading? To me, the Eagles being 5-0 is no fluke. Philadelphia is a top five overall offense and they still haven't played their A game and their defense has shown a lot of signs of starting to click, especially with that pass rush. No Super Bowl hangover for the Eagles too has been mightily important to the Eagles' success so far this year, The Eagles are only the sixth team ever and the first in more than three decades to open up a season 5-0 after losing the previous year in the Super Bowl. The 1991 Bills won their first five games after losing to the Giants 29-19 the previous year. And the last team to start 6-0 after losing a Super Bowl, 1981 Eagles. So the Eagles could join themselves In the midst of their own franchise history, if they beat the New York Jets to become the first team to lose a Super Bowl to go 6-0 the following year, we talked so much about how vital it was for the Eagles to get off to a fast start, given the tough middle portion of that Eagle schedule. That's what they're doing right now. And as DJ Khaled would say, all they do is win, win, win. Earlier on, I asked you to name this Eagle. Did you get it right? Who is it? Number 96, Clyde Simmons, who, funny enough, was a ninth-round pick back in the day when the NFL draft was not just seven rounds. He is third all-time in the history of the Eagles in sacks. Reggie White, number one, Trent Cole, number two, Clyde Simmons, number three. And doesn't this get you excited for when the Eagles are going to debut those Kelly Green jerseys against the Miami Dolphins coming up? cannot wait and if you got that answer right shout out to you now we have three segments down one more to go it's going to be a mailbag get those questions in hashtag eagles or super chat to be a part of the show let's
0: get it make sure you use the hashtag hashtag eagles at the start of your question or else i can't put it up if you got a question Use hashtag Eagles. Also,
1: Chip said if we got to $200 in Super Chats, we're at $115 right now, he would beer bong a beer. So there you go. we Hold are true. We're 85 away from that.
0: Got to hit it by uh, end of this mailbag here.
1: Yep. One more segment left to get to. And then we outie. Brian Doherty. Chase, you guys are the highlights of my week. I suffer from depression, and I'm coming up on 11 months sober. You always deliver, and you got a big heart and great personality. Amen. I can't thank you enough for that. After my mom passed away in 2018, I was definitely depressed for a really, really long time, so I'm very sensitive to mental health issues. So I hope that you continue your fight against depression. You continue to make strides, and I'm sending strength and good vibes your way. And this is really the purpose of the show. And I say it a lot, and it's not a means of being corny. We actually mean it. Like, our duty at Chat Sports is to give you content that's entertaining, informative, and insightful. And as part of that, Chip and I want to be relatable. We want to have fun with everybody. We want to teach you about the game of football. We want to teach you about the ga- uh, the Philadelphia Eagles, and that's really our job at the end of the day. And we also want to serve as the place for fans to go to for reliable content. So, Comments like that, we certainly appreciate it, and we hope that you continue to make strides against depression, but also you being sober as well. I hope that us sharing some beers here on the show doesn't negatively affect anybody. We obviously do that to have a lot of fun and make it the most fun place to be outside of being at the game on game days, but we appreciate everybody for watching the show here. Burgang Tommy V, my wife and I love you guys. Well, we love y'all back. 61 Kennedy, that's a great comment right there. Other people see that and they start to rally around those people who are struggling. All right, do we have enough questions in there, Chip, for our mailbag coming up? I just saw Wavy D send in another one. We can also hit Paul's super chat from a little bit earlier. If you want to send in a super chat, we'll also get those questions on the mailbag as well. We're good? We're good. You're good. This segment's about to be good because your questions are good. Let's get to it. Coming up on today's Philadelphia Eagles, now we're going to open up the floor for our subscribers, and this is why you subscribe to the show, because we want you to be a part of Eagles now, just like I am, as the host. You have a forum here to ask questions, to pass along your analysis for the Philadelphia Eagles, and we feature you on the show. First, though, make sure you join our show on Sunday, another watch party, NFL Week 6, as the Birds take on the New York Jets. Our pregame show starts at 4 o'clock Eastern. Subscribe to the channel. Turn on your notifications by hitting that bell icon. Therefore, whenever we go live, whenever we push out a show, you will be notified. Let's start off with a $10 donation coming in from our Super Chat MVP, Paul. How about them Eagles 5-0? Should we trade Quez Watkins and Derek Barnett For some draft picks, or get other players to help at safety and wide receiver? Or do you have a better idea? So let's tackle this kind of frame by frame here. I said earlier this week it's time to trade Quez Watkins. I think that his time with Philadelphia should be over. And if you can't find a trade partner, I want to see Elamade Zaccheaus play more than Quez Watkins. I think he's the better player. I think he's the better fit. And at some point we have to stop just gushing over Quez Watkins and his speed. The speed is cool when you don't have pads on during training camp, when Quez, every single year that he's been in the NFL, shows off the burners, and he beats opposing DBs in one-on-one drills. But that has never translated, really, consistently to the NFL level. And Sunday's game against the Los Angeles Rams last week, what really frustrated me little bubble screen to the outside on a third and short, you have it blocked up by A.J. Brown and Devontae Smith. All you have to do is split those two blocks. First down, move the chains. You're in the red zone. Hopefully you score a touchdown and you don't kick a field goal. Instead, Quez tried to use that speed to get out to the outside. He gets stopped. Like, that's one frustration that I have for Quez over time, and those frustrations have accumulated to the point where he consistently shows to me he doesn't really have a great feel for the game. So I think that you could trade him away to a team that is in need of a vertical wide receiver and maybe with some more playing time and a proper role, he becomes a little bit of a better player. He's also on an expiring deal. So if you don't think that you're going to bring him back and you think Zacchaeus might be the better player, why not get some value back? For Derek Barnett, if there's a team willing to offer you a lot of draft compensation for an edge rusher who does have pass rushing ability. Maybe Howie Roseman could be enticed there. As for safety, I think that the Eagles might look to make a move there to just stockpile that position. Aside from Reed Blankenship, look out for corner as well. Lion Fighter, $5 super chat. What's poppin', fam? I like the Eagles over the Jets, but I don't think that it will be a blowout. I don't think it's going to be a blowout either. I think this Jets team... Has been really formidable this year. And a big reason for that, they're better coached than you would think because you hear New York Jets and you think they're gonna be abysmal. This is not a joke organization. If they had Aaron Rodgers, I think they'd be in a much better spot and they could be serious players in the AFC. Zach Wilson is not Aaron Rodgers. We know that, but Zach Wilson is also the not also is not the Zach Wilson that we saw last year when he struggled at every level of competent quarterbacking in the NFL. Last two weeks, he started to turn a corner. He played well against the Chiefs. He played well in a win against the Denver Broncos. You can't sleepwalk this opponent. Why, I think it's going to be a hard matchup, though. It's not because of Zach Wilson and the offense. Garrett Wilson, great weapon. Their offensive line, future. Eagles defensive line should have a day. It's the Jets' defense that I think poses a very solid and formidable matchup against this Eagles offense because they have the physicality element along the defensive line, but also the sideline-to-sideline side speed to combat what Philadelphia wants to do in spreading the field. Bird Gang Eagles, how do you feel about the Eagles being 5-0? Oh? I still think we have some stuff to fix. Do you? Yeah, there's definitely some changes and some alterations, improvements that the Eagles have to make, but here's the thing. Nobody remembers what a team did in September. Nobody remembers who was number one in the power rankings in October. We remember you for what you do in December, January, February. And right now, every week, the Eagles have won with a different style. And what I like, which translates to all months of the season, playoffs and regular season, the Eagles' ability to take your will at the line of scrimmage and wear you down in running the football offensively and then defensively, an overpowering defensive line that throughout the course of a 60-minute game will also wear you down, get after the quarterback, and has been very good against the opposing rushing offenses. So I like the makeup of this team. They're well-coached, they have a lot of talent, they haven't played their best football yet, but that's fine because when things click, hopefully if things click, they can be a scary team in this league. Andrew Nathan. Chase, what do you think about Howie beefing up our defensive line instead of the secondary? 2024 third-round pick and a player for Quez Barnett for Brian Burns. We have the cap for next year to extend him. Howie Roseman is always going to find a way to clear up some money on the cap. He is a salary cap guru and a salary cap genius. If the Eagles could find a way and the package won't be Quez and Barnett, because that's not good enough for a player the caliber of Brian Burns. But if the Eagles could bring in a player like Brian Burns, he's one of the best edge rushers in the game. You know, he's drafted out of Florida State every year since then. He's been an impact player for Carolina. I'm kind of an advocate for this thought process when building a team. You can never have enough edge rushers on a squad. And I know right now, like Philadelphia is kind of loaded along that defensive line. You stockpile that position, and you bring in another player like that, again, that helps you win in December, January, and February when you have all of these options to really rush the quarterback. So uh, Brian Burns would be great. I don't think it happens. The Carolina Panthers are in an interesting position. They have not won a game yet, and Brian Burns is going to be a free agent this offseason. So if they get blown away by an offer, not only do the Eagles have the money to pay him, They have a lot of draft capital to give up to a Panthers team that does not have a first-round pick in the 2024 NFL draft because they gave that up in that trade with Chicago, sending away D.J. Moore to move up to number one to get Bryce Young. Ryan Rowe, certainly one of our real ones. Brian Johnson needs playmakers and more targets for Dallas Goddard and producing more in the red zone, run the ball more often. So can we go to the quote graphic for DeAndre Swift. Because you talk about running the ball more in the red zone. Let me just throw this out there. How about just getting DeAndre Swift involved more in the red zone? Because on red zone drives, when DeAndre Swift gets a touch, look at how things have gone for Philadelphia here. Field goal, touchdown, 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 touchdown. touchdown, Field goal, field goal. That is touchdowns in nine red zone trips for Philadelphia. Feed DeAndre Swift the football when you're in the red zone because those numbers not even close to as efficient as they are with Swift as compared to when Gainwell is on the field. Also, Ryan Rowe. Let me throw this out there. Devontae Smith has two red zone targets so far this year. Got to find a way to get him the football. Who you got on Sunday PHI for the Eagles, NYJ for the New York Jets. I'm going with the Eagles to win this game. I think it could be a hard-fought battle through two, two and a half, maybe even three quarters, but the Eagles end up pulling away, and they win that game 28-20. Nick Stone, how many sacks for Jalen Carter against the Jets? This Jets offensive line is not good. He had two sacks against the Rams. Let's go a subtle one. For Jalen Carter, that brings his total up to four and a half through six games, well on his way to winning Defensive Rookie of the Year. Andrew Nathan, am I the only one that noticed after the first two L.A. drives, Desai switched in Roby, and his veteran experience definitely showed he was communicating well with our veterans on Sunday. You're not the only one who noticed, Andrew Nathan, because I noticed as well. Go back and watch our Monday video. It's not a humble brag. I'm just messing with you. But I did talk about this in our recap on Monday, that the Eagles, after the first two drives for the Rams offensively, in which they scored on back-to-back drives, one in the first quarter and then one to start the second quarter, the Eagles' defense made some great adjustments in that second half. Sean Desai out Sean McVay. They pitched a shutout. In the second half, and gave up less than 100 yards of offense. Bradley Roby was a big part of that. On that first drive, in particular, we saw a lot of Mario Goodrich and we saw a lot of Eli Rex. After that, we saw a lot of Bradley Roby, and a couple of days after he got signed, he did play well. How about that? You know, he's doing some workouts for some other teams, he's been in the league for a long time. But he's a free agent. And then the Eagles pick him up, and they're like, you know what? In a few days, we're going to need you to match up with Puka Nakua and Cooper Cup. You down? He said, I'm down. And he certainly passed the eye test. Pokies feel. Do you think the Eagles' pass rush will be as good as it was last year? Up to this point through five games, they have not been as productive as far as sacks go. But I think that as the season progresses, they can be dominant like they were last year. And we've certainly seen the moments of this Eagles pass rush being a very special one. Um, You know, when you lose Javon Hargrave in 11 sacks, that's pretty difficult. They replace Javon Hargrave with Jalen Carter, who down the road I think is going to be a better player. Will they have 70 sacks? No, I don't think they're they're going to have 70 sacks. Um, Are they going to be disruptive? And could they make improvements as the season goes on? I do think that. WVD, yo Chase, do you think it'll make much sense to sign and trade for a vet slot corner this season? Even though we picked up Isaiah Rodgers for next year, I think he's our answer for the slot cornerback. He could be a good answer for slot corner because he's a really solid player. He's also a really good returner. For those not familiar, Isaiah Rodgers, he's suspended for all of twenty twenty three because he gambled. Um, in the vicinity of the Indianapolis Colts facility. Um, He's going to be a good player in the future. I like basically giving up nothing for him this year. We'll see what Bradley Roby can do. If Bradley Roby plays like he did against the Rams, they're going to continue to give him some opportunities at that slot spot. You know, he hasn't succeeded on the outside, but that's why you have James Bradbury and Darius Slay. So see how Roby plays is my answer to that. And then if not, maybe you make a move and then you know in the chamber you have Isaiah Rodgers for next year. Birgay Tommy V, will Hassan Reddick step it up? Did you watch the game on Sunday against the Rams in week five? He closed the game out. He was the 2008 Bradledge for the Phillies for the Eagles on Sunday. Back-to-back sacks to clinch that game for Philadelphia to end any hope that the Rams have of coming back in that game. And that was the Hassan Reddick that we saw in 2022 who had 19 and a half combined sacks in the regular season as well as in the playoffs. David Marcella! Look at that fresh profile picture. My man changed it. Now you get a look at that glorious beard right there, which can rival Jason Kelsey's. How about them Cowboys? Redick is heating up. Whole defensive line is getting better. Exactly. You know, I've mentioned that a couple of times, so I don't want to repeat myself too much on this show. But why I like where the Eagles are at right now. They're 5-0. They haven't... and faced an extraordinarily difficult schedule but they're stacking wins right now before the difficult start of the schedule and when they take on some of these tough teams hopefully at that point that's when things are coming together defensively as well as offensively what you want to see from a team throughout the course of a marathon of a season at the nfl level continued progress continued development making adjustments and making progress and the Eagles on both sides of the ball have been able to do that you know I'd say throughout the first like three weeks they're playing C football offensively last couple of weeks they've been B to A at some points during a game Eagles defensive line really starting to pick it up and when they do that it makes a secondary's job easier and yes you're right Hassan Redick really starting to come into his own if you enjoyed today's show That means that you're a real one. And I want you to type real one down in the chat so that we can pay you some respect and some appreciation. So drop that down in the chat. Don't forget to subscribe. And thanks to all of the great questions that came in from all of our great subscribers.